You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. We want to shout out a special welcome to our listeners in Wonderwee in Western Australia on 88.0 FM on our live station. If you are from Wonderwee in Australia, we'd love to hear from you. Wonderwee, do you know, Lawson, it's, a, it's about an hour out of Perth. And mm-hmm. it's actually known for its ironworks and it's famous for the pot belly stove. Do you have a pot belly stove at home? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Is it a, a pot, are you talking about like a, a, a cooking pot? Like a, um, we'd call it like a camp oven kind of thing. You mean like just a big pot that you put Do you on know what? a fire? A lot fire of people call and... the pot belly stove the, 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 the ones that are just the wood fire these days that you get, don't they? So, you know, the ones that you actually purchase in the stores these days that you get in Bunnings and those, sort of, they're actually called pot belly stoves. Well, can you explain? Because I think I know what it is because my dad, we, we call it a camp oven and it's like a big pot and you put stuff in it and you put it on the fire. No, no, no. no. So it's not the pot. It's okay. the stove. It's the stove itself. It's the itself. pot belly stove. Yeah, so it's no actually idea. it's actually the 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 uh, fireplace that you actually put into the modern homes these days that actually has a front door with the glass on the front of it, uh-huh. and you put your wood into it, you close it, and these days a lot of them actually have a fan as well, so that the the heat goes through the house a whole lot better. So I mm. would love to have a pot belly stove. We had one when we were kids growing up, and often I would love to actually open up the door. And sit in front of it and hear the, hear and watch the crackling of the fire. But mm. we would also put our potatoes into there. We would actually put some, warm up some garlic bread in there. It was just like putting, putting things onto a campfire. Mm. So that's what a pot belly stove is. And so Wonderwee is actually known for that. If any of our listeners are in Wonderwee, we'd love to hear from you. What makes you live in Wonderwee? What do you love about Wonderwee? And, um, yeah, how many of you really, like, does everyone really have pot belly stoves? We know there's all different mm-hmm. styles of them. You've got them sort of there in a, like a bit of a pear shape. You've also got them in a square kind of shape. Uh, ours was a square shape with a, a glass door in the front of it. But, yeah, so Wonderwee, um, yeah, we would love to hear from any of our listeners. And like we said, that starting as from today, so starting this week, we're actually going to be calling out one town or city where mm-hmm. we actually have our live stations. And if you are listening, we'd love you to be listening in to see if your place is going to be called out. And then we'd love you to text us on 0491-669, sorry, 06. 06- Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine, so that yeah we can we can know what do you love about the place um or your family there what are you doing in the in mm-hmm. the town, but anyway now it's yeah time for a quiz here we go which plague happened to the Egyptians first this is also a multiple choice was it a the plague of blood b the plague of frogs c the plague of flies or d the plague of gnats. If you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669. A, plague of blood. B, plague of frogs. C, plague of flies. Or D, the plague of gnats. And if you know the answer, you will go into the draw to win our amazing Bible, which we're, we're wanting to give to you for free. We, we want to give it. To, we just want to put it in your hands. You just have to win the draw. And to get in the draw, you just have to answer questions correctly. And, you know, we we always say, like, I think when we get to the end of the week, we always encourage people, like, you can win off just one answer. But simultaneously, the people who most often win are the people who stack the deck. So, yeah. guys, get your correct 
collect answers in, just be sending them through. So, you, you know, if you have the most answers in, then you're the most likely to win. Hey, That's 0491 064 669 is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. Which plague happened to the Egyptian first? Was it A, the plague of blood? B, the plague of frogs, C, the plague of flies, or D, the plague of gnats. Got a text message here from Wayne. He says, and this is coming from when I was talking about the story about Google and their mm-hmm. uh, alert in terms of earthquakes. He says, it's reminding me of the times we are in now with the government's rebellious and how God will lead his people back to him. God loves Always. And there was another uh, text message from Sherry as well, kind of touching on governments here. It says, a thought, doesn't it make governing bodies responsible for not staying on top and purchasing this software from Google? So that's from Sherry. It's an interesting thought because Google is working with, you know, the various different organizations that monitor earthquakes that are usually in part or fully funded by the government. Now, I did a little bit of research and I tried to find out in regards to what organization that was in Turkey. And maybe I need to do a little bit more research to find out, but I wasn't able to see whether they were independent or whether they were government based. But regardless, it's this is this is the interesting thing. It's a service that Google offers. Yeah. It's not a service that the government has requested or bought. Now, yeah, that's right. the point of Sherry's thing is like, oh, well, shouldn't, if, if Google has something to offer that can help save the citizens of their country, isn't it their responsibility to purchase it? Well, I guess so. It's a, you know, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting dichotomy. It's an interesting situation. But again, that application, um, and getting back to what Wayne was saying, it's we have a responsibility, um, to live up to the truth that we know, um, to be following the truth that we know and to be used by God to share that with others. Absolutely. Some other texts that we have coming through is saying from Wayne, so fire coming down is, in other words, summing up many miracles, not one in particular, because he says earlier, am I on the same page? My understanding is fire represents God's power as God dwelt in the sanctuary with his people. So fire coming down from heaven in the last days is signs, miracles from a powerful being, which isn't God, but has the signs to confuse people that it is God. Mm. Knowing scripture will be our savior. And that is the key, isn't it? Because we know like Moses um, and the burning bush story that was sure. that one's you know that was indicating the presence of God and he said um, you know do, do not um, do not turn your face to me and take your sandals off because you are standing on holy ground and, and also then the fire from heaven would come down like you said earlier with Elijah yeah. so you know in many many places it actually does represent the presence of God yeah. and the fire itself coming down from heaven was a miracle to prove which God was real. That's right. And as a result of proving which God was real, it then led to, in the case of Elijah, it led to the just prosecution, and that prosecution was in the form of the death penalty, um, of the prophets of Baal. Because up until that point, you've got the prophets of Baal, you know, under King Ahab and Jezebel and whatnot, they are... you know, doing awful and terrible things. They're sacrificing children, doing these in the name of, in the name of their false God Baal. And so that battle on top of Mount Carmel, the whole point was who could produce fire, who could, whichever person could produce this miracle, could burn the altar, would prove which God was real. And then as a result of proving which God was real, the other party would be prosecuted or persecuted as a result. Now, 
in the case of Elijah, we see that it's God, the God of Elijah, the true God of heaven, Yahweh, who calls down fire from heaven. And as a result, those who are against God, the prophets of Baal, are killed. Again, as you know, punishment for And the their interesting thing is what Elijah did is actually got them to pour water onto mm. the altar, which proved even more that the fire was from God. Because, exactly. Like how can fire be lit when there's a whole pile of water really? Absolutely, yeah. When it's and of course when it's wet, yeah. And of course the altar of incense uh, sorry, the altar the, the altar of sacrifice in the sanctuary was also lit by God as well. Yeah. And um, we know that Aaron's um Aaron's one's uh, sons actually you know, did their own thing as well, though. Mm. Um, Shell's just passed us something here. Uh, Alan just tried to send us a picture. Tell him to send it again. So, Alan, could you send us on Facebook Messenger uh, the picture again that you have just tried sending to mm. us? Yeah, and just quickly on that idea, again, fire coming down from heaven, and this is the key thing, when it relates to the end of time, because I've sat there open with the Bible with yeah. you know, some evangelicals before, they're like, fire coming down from heaven, that is nuclear bombs, you know, <laughs> like, or that's napalm. In fact, one person asserted to me, this is talking about the Vietnam War. This, this is the only True, time we've seen... they pinpointed it onto one the, specific the, the, thing. That's because, because of napalm. They're like, napalm is fire coming down from heaven. Um, yeah. This is the near Vietnam War. But the reality is what it's talking about is miracles that prove which God to be correct. Like, that's the whole deal. It's The fire represents... If if the beast, if a, you know, which is representing itself as a false god, can pull fire down from heaven or call fire down from heaven and the results being the persecution of the opposite party, you know, the party that's against them, you know, that's really what it's getting at here yeah. is, is producing miracles. And when we talk about, again, the end of time and when we're, we've been looking at UFOs and, and these kinds of <laughs> well, things. Well, now called UAPs. UAPs. <laughs> it's, it's that, hey, does those who are in opposition to God have the ability to produce miracles that would lead the world to, as the Bible describes here in Revelation 13, wander after them in order to lead people astray? And the answer is is yes. yes like, And, and, right. and you, you know, we don't know the exact means it will be through, but we know it's going to happen. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. Keep your texts coming through on 0491-064-669. It's exciting to see how many texts we're actually having through, not only answers to our quizzes, but also interaction with what we've been discussing today. Mm. Um, it's come time now to go into an, our encounter with God time, which we're looking at Ephesians. So last yes. week we were looking at the book of Ephesians chapter 2, Lawson, which was really exciting. We unpacked it, had lots of feedback in our mm. text messages, but also folk that I also caught up with over the weekend that were listening in. Oh, praise uh, God. Yeah, yeah. We, I enjoyed it. Did you? Yeah. Oh, man. So I, I just, we are privileged here on the breakfast show to get to talk about the Bible at length in the way that we do. And so it's also a blessing that people are listening in every single day and they are being, yeah, touched by the lessons that we're sharing and they're being led, you know, closer to an understanding of the Word of God and closer to Christ themselves. Yeah, so absolutely. absolutely. So this week we're unpacking the mystery of the gospel. Mm. We're going to be looking at that. So we actually, maybe, you know, if we can actually read through chapter three mm -hmm. um, and 
we're going to unpack some of that today and then keep unpacking it more, but we're going to pull out some really key things here. Mm. Uh, Lawson, would you like to start reading for us in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 1? The Bible says, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which has given, which was given me to me for you, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly already written, uh, by which, when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ, through the gospel, of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me by the effective working of his power. Man, Paul is the ultimate oh. qualifier of everything he wants to say. Isn't he's like, he? he's like, I want to make a statement, okay? Yep. But before I make that statement, just to make sure you absolutely are tracking with me, I'm going to put just a ton of qualifying <laughs> sentences. Like, for this reason, I... Yeah. Paul, the, you know, the disciple yeah. of Christ Jesus, if indeed you've heard me, of the dispensation, of the grace of God, you know, if, if you know about this, and you know about this, and you know who I am, and you know this one, and then he makes this point, it's like, okay. Yeah, good. yeah. Like, and the <laughs> other thing that Paul does, hey, he starts his thoughts in one direction, and mm. then he kind of almost pauses it, and then goes in another direction, which we then see, he, he then moves from here to the mystery, which we'll mm. cover a bit as well. as that. And then he comes back to that again. But I love the fact that here, what he starts with is for this reason. Mm. And by starting for, with for this reason, really what he's doing is linking it back to what was said in chapter 2, that, yeah, we, that, that we unpacked the fact that here the Gentile, the Jews and the Gentiles were separate. We talked about the fact that there was a war between them, um, but that also there was this, gen, uh, as in, in the outer court, in the temple, they couldn't worship together. But through Jesus Christ, they are made one. Yes. And that through Jesus Christ, the Gentiles become, I'm clapping away here with yeah. <laughs> that, that basically the Gentiles actually become fellow heirs of the inheritance, mm. the inheritance that was really given to the Gentiles, but really because of Jesus Christ, he's saying like, you guys are all one. This inheritance is not just di- um, distinct for one lot of people. It's actually for Everyone, Jesus mm. Christ came and died for all, and that's the exciting thing. So he links it back to that, and um, and then he actually pulls out the fact that he. This is really interesting that he says, "Are uh, the prisoner of Jesus Christ?" What mm. do you think of that? Yeah, well, he <laughs> being the prisoner of Christ Jesus for the Gentiles. Well, at this time when he's writing the book of Ephesians, we believe that he was he was writing from chains. Yeah. And being a prisoner of Christ isn't not necessarily that, you know, he's he's it might not have the same connotations that you immediately think when you read it if you just read the phrase prisoner of Christ. But I think right here he is a prisoner rather not of Christ but because of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, he, because right now he is really in prison. Yeah. Uh, and the reason he's in prison is because of his preaching. You know, if Absolutely. he continued to be a lawyer in Jerusalem, he would not be facing his, you know, he would not have prisoner status at this time. If, if at any point he recanted in what he believed yeah. 
and said, oh, no, everything I said was fake and um, I give up, uh, that he would not be a prisoner. But because of his sincere conviction to what he believes, it has led him to the point where at this time, you know, being a prisoner in various locations and then ultimately being a prisoner and and dying in Rome as a prisoner as well. Um, He's a prisoner of Christ Jesus. It can also allude to the fact that, you know, he has made a lifelong decision to, you know, give his life to Jesus, Mm. a lifelong decision to submit himself to Jesus, to be in a, in a way, a prisoner of Christ that but a prisoner by choice you know not not by uh not you know through force but that hey I have chained myself to Christ you know I have decided to suffer in the same sufferings that he has to put upon myself the Mm -hmm. same burdens but whatever it may be we know that he's goal and his mission and his status as a prisoner has come as a result of you know his decision to follow Jesus and to share Jesus with the Gentiles. And to be bold and to make a strong stand. And that gets covered in, in the book of Acts. If you want to read some of that, it actually gets in the book of Acts where he actually stood up and in the temple he spoke to the Jews about the fact that the Gentiles have got the same have access to the same God, same salvation. And, of course, then he they, they took him took him away. And, of course, he appealed to, to go to Caesar. Mm. And, um, you know, there's the shipwreck story and him with the prisoners and he actually goes to, to Caesar. But he is in prison. He's in, in fact, the Bible records that he's actually imprisoned also. Well, he writes to Timothy, doesn't he? Second mm. Timothy, he's imprisoned the second time. Here it's assumed that he's his, here, here we believe it's his first imprisonment. But also in, he actually wrote four books of the Bible from, from prison. It mm. was actually Ephesians. I think the other one was Colossians. Um, the other one escapes me. I'll come back to that one as well. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but actually, what, what you're saying... It would, have, it would have been the Timothys. Sorry, yes. The, it it, it was, would have been those because there's nothing... It was, because I There are a number of you know, times where he's, he's really... He's writing into it like, I've, I've breathed my last. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm getting ready to, to pack up shop here. Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely. And in touching on what you said that, you know, he's... A prisoner in chains, you know, for Jesus Christ, as in that he is, you know, committed to him and he's prepared to share the gospel because of Jesus Christ. If we turn to Ephesians chapter 6.20, he says exactly that. He says, For which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Mm. So he says it himself. He says, I'm an ambassador of Christ. In other words, a representative of Christ, and I'm going to do this boldly. I'm not going to do it half-heartedly mm-hmm. and that's a message for us isn't it that we are to to be bold like when we make a decision for jesus don't just shy away from mm-hmm. it be bold about it don't be pushy about it but be bold about it in mm-hmm. every way and so what we find is that he you know paul also refuses to see himself as a prisoner of Rome. like you said he actually sees him as see sees his imprisonment as being part of god's plan yeah absolutely he? and it's consistent with his actions while in consistent, imprisonment. Completely. You know, I my mind immediately goes, one of my favorite I said before, my favorite book of the Bible, one of my favorite books is Acts. And you see throughout Acts, yeah. you know, him be persecuted and imprisoned. And and I just often read those stories. I'm like, how is this guy not discouraged, you know? Particularly his imprisonment in Philippi. I, I always read that story and I'm just flabbergasted. Like yeah. they're going to the city, they find some initial success, then they're just like beaten up, whipped, you know, over the back, thrown in jail, like just covered in wounds in the 
dungeon of the jail. And, and historians and people who, who have written books about the Book of Acts, you know, talk about him being put in that jail and in the dungeon of the jail. And that usually from the dungeon of the jail, all it's heard is shrieks and cries. You know, it's it's one of the most torturous, most awful, worst condition a prisoner could be in, particularly him and Silas after of being, you know, being lashed 39 times. Like it's, they've, they've probably got ribs showing out the back, something like that. And they're just in this prison cell yet they're singing hymns singing hymns aren't they're they? praising yeah. god they're worshiping him they're lifting his name up in yeah. prayer to all the people in the prison and as a result an amazing witness happens in the whole mm-hmm. the jailer uh, you know the person keeping the prison and his whole family converts yes you know, it's Isn't an that such a powerful story? story yeah but if paul at that moment had have seen his imprisonment as something that was stifling his ability to share the gospel he probably wouldn't have done that but as a result of realizing like, hey, no, this is a part of it. This is the mission that I've been given. He continues to sing and we see an amazing miracle happen. So it's really, really incredible stuff. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. So you're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. Lawson, what's our next quiz question for today? Okay, to fill in the blank, guys, get ready for this one. <laughs> Ye are the light of the world. A blank that is set on a hill cannot be hid. From Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14. If you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. You'll know that that verse is actually from the New King James, which is the Bible that we are wanting to give to you absolutely for free. If you win the draw, that will happen on Friday. Guys, stack the deck. We've already seen heaps of you guys putting in correct answers. Again, that fill in the blank was ye are the light of the world. A blank that is set on a hill cannot be hid from Matthew 5, 14. 0491-064-669. We want to encourage you, if you are not a regular church attender, then jump you know, jump in the Bible, open it up, crack Absolutely. open the pages, and, and maybe look for this one if you don't know the answer. If you are a regular church attender, if you go to church every week, then, uh, hey, you know, try and use that big, awesome brain of yours to find out, to remember what it is. It is a fantastic thing to do for your brain to memorize Scripture. Yes. And, you know, I've heard it, people refer to it before as kind of furnishing the house that is your brain with furniture. <laughs> I love you that know, term. Like That's those, those Bible verses, those you know, maybe those books, those insightful experiences, whatever it may be, they become the furniture of your life. And so, hey, guys, if you want to add some more furniture, you know, a nice lounge chair or whatever it may be to to, to the brain, something to, to lead and live your life by, well, then definitely jump into the Word of God and memorize some powerful verses, some powerful yeah. promises. Do you know, Lawson, when we were kids, when we were little, I should say, okay. <laughs> when, we were, when we were young and little, mm-hmm. My mum, my my, so my mum knew the Bible really, really well, like back mm. to front, inside out. She memorised mm. the Bible so well. We asked her one time in her later years, how did, how and where did she memorise the Bible? And she said that in Poland she had to actually look after the cattle during the day. She was the oldest in the family. And so she would take her Bible and she would sit under the tree and she would actually read the Bible mm. out loud. We said, well, there must be some really holy cows around that were around that <laughs> time. Eh? But that's how she knew her Bible. But we, she taught us Psalm 23 
Mm. And John three sixteen, the John three sixteen is sung in Polish, mm. but John, uh, but Psalm twenty three, both of those I learnt in Polish, and I kid you not, I know it better in Polish than I know in English <laughs> hey, for that very reason. But, well, in that case, Danuta, bust out our rendition right now. Oh no, you're listening to the breakfast show. If you want Danuta to be able to sing John three sixteen in Polish for us, zero four nine one. Okay, go for it. Go for it. Albowiem tak Bóg świat umiłował, albowiem tak Bóg świat umiłował, 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 umiłował tak Bóg świat. There you go, fantastic. (laughs) That's the only ever time I'll sing for all of you. But anyway, that's in Polish, John three (laughs) sixteen. Absolutely. You know, I even heard. Speaking of singing, singing Bible verses, I heard of it was was from this guy's dad. Uh, His son has like a neurological issue where he has short term memory issues. You know, short term memory loss, that kind of thing. And they're like, oh, but you know, we want our son to be able to know the Bible. And so what they did is they would teach him Bible verses in song, song, because it would embed into the long term memory and as a result that man this kid just knows all the bible verses but in song I love, I love that. And I learned, I learned, I learned a lot of extra songs, you know, Mm. Bible verses in song when I lived in England, Mm. in the UK, you know, over 20 years ago. And the thing is that, um, you know, with all of those, what I've actually done in my other Bible. So, you Mm -hmm. know, how I've said I've got a few Bibles and I've had to move on to the next ones because some are falling apart. I've actually got bass clefs and treble, treble clefs (laughs) drawn around those Bible verses because my mind goes instantly to the songs. Mm -hmm. But anyway, 0491, 064-669, text in your answer. The question again is, ye are the light of the world, a blank. This is set on a hill, cannot be hid. It's found in Matthew 5 is the clue. Mm-hmm. So we're going back into our encounter with God. I'm mm-hmm. talking about Paul. Uh, we've been reading Ephesians chapter 3. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles. Indeed, you've heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, mm. which is given to me. So we unpack the whole fact about Paul being a prisoner. Yeah. Danuta, you know, from, from your perspective or potentially even experience, what, what do you think it would have been like for Paul to be a prisoner at this time? I don't know about my personal experience. Yeah, I haven't been, just, just, just haven't been in a dungeon. But the thing is... I mean, the jails back then, the dungeons weren't like what around today, yeah. right? These days they have the bed. I think they probably even have TVs in the rooms as far mm-hmm. as I know. Uh, lots of access, lots of light. But back then it was actually really dark. In fact, mm. I've seen a photo of it some time ago of where it's believed that Paul actually was, especially on his second imprisonment um, to Timothy as when he wrote the book of Timothy. Um, and basically the Roman dungeon was particularly challenging in the first century because they were were not well organised and, and the people actually had to, while they were awaiting trial and execution, they actually had to be fed by their friends or family. So they were dependent yeah. on other people. It wasn't like there were, what do they call them, wardens or officers these days in the jails to come and actually bring you food. Mm-hmm. So it's not the same modern kind of way. And so really what we see here is that Paul would have had really challenging times and, and that it could be quite mentally, but he chose not to. He chose to do the positive thinking, but also to keep his faith in God. And I mm. think what that can reflect for us here, Lawson, I'm sure you'd probably agree with this, is that 
we can be bound in chains with the things of this world, mm-hmm. with the pressures of this world, with traumas that may come our way, with, with depression, with mm-hmm. uh, anxiety, those sort of things for various sorts of reasons. But the thing is that Jesus can actually help us through it. And more than that, much like Paul was dependent on other people bringing food to him, we can be depend, you know, we need to be supported and surrounded by people that mm. support us through those difficult times mm. that will unbind, if that's such, you know, that they'll break those chains through Jesus Christ and through people actually praying for us mm. and actually being our greatest support during that time. Yeah, I think it is a form of oppression, whatever it be, that might lead us to a place that would lead us to let go of our relationship with Christ. Yeah. You know, and for some people, it is the persecution that they suffer, you know, outside of a little rural prison, you know, whether it, it's from self or from people around them. You know, and then I think even, you know, uh, one of my favorite stories from the Reformation is the story of Jerome and Huss. And yeah. you see Huss, John Huss, give his life dies, burned at the stake stake for what he believes. And now Jerome, he's expecting to receive the same as well. They're both Mm -hmm. from Prague. And instead of doing that, because they saw as soon as Huss died, like the message of the Reformation spread even further. And so they were like, oh, instead of killing Jerome, what we'll do is we'll keep him in prison. Mm -hmm. And and reading books about it, he's kept in prison to the point where it says flesh was rotting off his bones. Like he was skinny, he was emaciated, like falling apart. To the point where, like, again, this oppression was so prolonged and so dire that he ended up recanting. Mm-hmm. And he, he gave up of his, you know, of his faith. But then we see, you know, he, he realizes what he's done. Mm-hmm. He feels bad. He repents mm, first he and foremost. But then he goes back and he says, I recant my recantation. <laughs> they put him back in prison and he holds strong. And so they end up, you know, he ends up dying at burning at the stake as well. Yeah. But through their incredible witness, they were able to, to you know, see the the gospel spread, and we'll be able to talk to these guys in heaven. Absolutely. Like we'll be able to see them at the second coming and yeah. talk to them, and they'll reflect on their experience. And both of them will just by they will say, by no means was our experience during that oppression not worth it. You know, mm. for what look at what we have. In other words, hold on to Jesus Christ. Hold no on. What. There is something much greater coming. Much greater. Paul knew and understood this. He's like, for Christ, hey, what is this life even worth? Mm. And so definitely, whether it's oppression, you know inside or outside of the jail hey hold on to jesus you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different must say, Lawson, I love the song before that too by Zach Williams. I love the words because I just want to read them out quickly because they related so well to our study. Mm. There's a better life. If you've got pain, he's the pain breaker. If you feel lost, he's the way maker. If you've got chains, he is your chain breaker. That's referring to Jesus. Isn't that powerful? Mm. That is so beautiful. We want to encourage you, if you've ever, never given Jesus a go, ask him into your heart today. Mm. Absolutely. Because Jesus is the chain breaker. You will find a life that you will not regret ever if you give your heart to Jesus. And surround yourself, find yourself with, um, you know, walk into a church sometime. On Saturday mornings we have our churches open in the different areas. Mm. 
link in with people that are Christian that will pray for you and support you in every way from whatever you're going through in mm. life. But Absolutely. Hey. Text us at 0491 as well if you want to be led in that direction as well. We can you know, tell us, hey, I'm in this area, and we can point you down the right paths and down the right tracks too to getting involved in your local church community absolutely and also if you want any prayers for you we must say we got a text from last week from margie that we forgot to mention but we did pray for you margie Mm. uh for your prayer request as well yeah so now it's come time to give us our answers for our quizzes for today quiz questions all right it was 10 steps that the shadow went back on the sundial at hezekiah's request it was the descendants of Aaron who offered sacrifices and burned incense and done, did all the work in the holies of holies I mentioned that one I'm like oh it could be someone else because it's got the word Jacob there because <laughs> technically was the descendants of Jacob yeah I mean you know they all came from Jacob they so. all but that's going back away yeah yeah it's it was it was the, the descendants of Aaron. Yeah, yeah hey uh after the death of King Belshazzar who became king it was King Darius we saw a complete change of the kingdom happen mm. in the city of Babylon it was then the Darius that's right mm. it was the Medo-Persian Empire that was then propped up and became the the leaders of the known world which plague happened to the Egyptian Egyptians first. That was a the plague of blood. Yep. And finally, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. So congratulations to everyone who got stuff right and who, you know, got correct answers. A ton of correct answers flowing in. Also got a quick text message here uh, from someone who we, do, who we don't know. And you can send us in and let us know if you texted this one. We've just got a number. It says, Fire is also a manifestation of God's love for love is as strong as death. Jealousy is cruel as the grave. The coals thereof are coals of fire, which have the most vehement flame. Many waters cannot, cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it out. If a man would give all the substance of his house for love, it would be utterly contemned. Uh, and that is from the Song of Solomon. So thank, thank you for sending that in. Yeah, that's it. And Kaylin writes, I have been driving. Hope I'm not too late for the quiz. No, you weren't. You've actually got it in in time. And somebody else whose number is unknown would love to know who it is too, um, if you're hearing Sarah us. at the end of the message. Oh, there there yeah. it is. Yep, I'm reading up the top. Just want to say good morning from sunny Canberra. Have a great day, guys. We're happy for you, Sarah, that you've actually got a sunny day there wow. in Canberra. In that's Canberra. fabulous because we know it can be cold. At hey, this time of year? At that's this amazing. time. Yeah, but hey, a quick question. We've got Michaela in doing work experience from Port Macquarie, and Michaela, we're almost towards the end of our show. But what have you really, what have you learned, or what have you really enjoyed today? Um, yeah, hi guys again. Um, yeah, so um, it's been awesome. Um, Lawson talking a lot. We've had to <laughs> yeah, like yeah. extend our time just a bit there. We have. We've had to extend the time a few times because Lawson just loves talking, doesn't he? Yeah. I know. Any 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 cure or remedy for that, I reckon, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's good though that he does, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. I think the listeners love Lawson. <laughs> Send us a text in if you love hearing Lawson. <laughs> We know you do. Or maybe you feel the opposite Kayla. way. If you just want me to <laughs> shut up, hey, 0491 no, no, I love that. I love that. <laughs> and well, good yeah. work, Michaela. Been, I see it. We see it, yes. you know, on our screen here. You're getting the different songs in because I've talked to It's like, okay, we've got to find a song that's a minute shorter now because I've talked too long. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Great work. You have done a really fabulous job. And Shell's been teaching you really well, hasn't she? Yes, We've seen she she's has. like moving here and there across... 
to different parts, you know, showing you what buttons to press and explaining things. So she's mm. a good teacher, isn't she? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, fantastic work, Michaela, and great work to our listeners as well who have just been sticking it out and putting in awesome answers for our various quiz questions. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. We come to the end of the show, Lawson, with Lawson and Danuta, but we want to read out some texts. Alan's written, no, definitely don't silence the Lawson. He's your comic relief. Yeah, he is full of a bundle of laugh, and there's another one, and he's a scorp. Explain that one. Oh, so Alan writing in here, he's from the greatest town on earth, that being Toronto, New South Wales, or Toronto, for, for those who are from the area. And, yeah, the local football team, like the, the rugby league team there, it's called the, the Toronto Scorpions. And, you know, my dad grew up in Toronto, and he, like, I don't think he played for the Scorps. Maybe he did. But basically, I, I played under eights for the Scorps, and I found out Alan as well. He's, we, we, you know, Alan, we've got this bond over footy. And, like, I'm not the biggest, like, footy guy, but I did play. I played for the Scorps. I even, I even won Rookie oh, of the Year okay, for under right. eights. No so it was my first <laughs> year. I won Rookie of the Year, and I won Man of the Match for the last game because I was putting in some serious tackles. <laughs> but, hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show, and, guys, hey, remember to talk faith. To live faith and to act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you till we meet again. By his counsel's guide uphold you, with his sheep securely fold you. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.